Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. I want you to imagine that someone was writing down or telling a story about your life, but they didn't use your name. And at the end of the story, someone was reading it, and they thought to themselves, I wonder if that story was about Jesus. To be confused for Jesus would be a pretty amazing compliment, wouldn't it? If somebody was telling a story about me and then thought, oh, that must be a story about Jesus, I would be wildly uh, impressed. Number one, because that person would have made a huge mistake. I'm obviously not Jesus. And number two, because how much of a compliment would it be that they were even confused about it? And so it says this uh, in Acts chapter 21, verse 26. So Paul went to the temple the next day with the other men. They had already started the purification ritual, so he publicly announced the date when their vows would end and the sacrifices would be offered for each of them. So reminder, Paul is completing this ritual. He's tagged on to this ritual with these other guys. He's actually leading it so that all the Jews of Jerusalem will know that he himself follows the Jewish customs, that he's not preaching against Jewish customs. Now, he is preaching for Jesus, and he is preaching that people would find their salvation in Jesus alone and not through the Jewish customs or the law. Verse 27, the seven days were almost over when some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul in the temple and roused a mob against him. This sounds like every other story we've heard about Paul in the past. The Jews in the province of Asia and the other provinces that he went to, when he would preach in the synagogue, the Jews would get mad and they would raise up against him. Why? Because they wanted to follow the Jewish law more than they wanted to follow the Messiah. They wanted Jewish tradition more than they wanted the redemptive power of the Messiah. So it says this, they grabbed him yelling, men of Israel, help us. This is the man who preaches against our people everywhere and tells everybody to disobey the Jewish laws. He speaks against the temple and even defiles this holy place by bringing Gentiles. For earlier that day, they had seen Paul in the city with Trophimus, a Gentile from Ephesus, and they assumed Paul had taken him into the temple. You know what happens when you make an assumption. I'll just say that. So they make two different accusations against him. The first is that he's telling everybody everywhere that the Jewish law is wrong and that they should disobey the Jewish law. That's not what Paul's saying. He's actually saying you need to follow Jesus. He's just not saying that in order to have salvation, you need to follow the Jewish law. Okay. The second thing they're saying is that he speaks against the temple and defiles it by bringing in Gentiles. Okay. Paul doesn't speak against the temple, and he doesn't bring Gentiles into the temple. He doesn't try to offend Jews. Instead, he talks about the fact that the Spirit is now indwelling in us and that we are the temple. So he's not talking against them. He's just talking for Christianity. That makes them mad. And this next statement really surprises me because I can't imagine that those accusations alone would get anybody riled up. But these people are deeply connected to the temple and they're deeply connected to Jewish tradition, so much so that verse 31 happens. The whole city was rocked by these accusations and a great riot followed. Paul was grabbed and dragged out of the temple, and immediately the gates were closed behind him. As they were trying to kill him, word reached the commander of the Roman regiment that all of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately called out his soldiers and centurions and ran down among the crowd. When the mob saw the commander and the troops coming, 
they stopped beating Paul. Okay, so they drag him out of the temple and they lock the gates behind him. It's like they throw him out. And then they throw him out to these wolves and these people are just trying to kill him, right? They're beating him, they're hitting him. They don't have knives, they don't have guns. They're just using their fists and they're beating Paul up. And so then the police come, essentially. The Romans are like the police force. They come running and they stop beating Paul because they don't want to get in trouble with the Romans. Verse 33, then the commander arrested him and ordered Paul bound with two chains. He asked the crowd who he was and what he'd done. Some shouted one thing and some shouted another. Since he couldn't find out the truth in all the uproar and confusion, he ordered that Paul be taken to the fortress. As Paul reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent, the soldiers had to lift him to their shoulders and protect him. And the crowd followed him behind shouting, kill him, kill him, kill him. I want you to think how similar that sounds to the final days of Jesus when he was dragged by the mobs into uh, the Roman authorities for something that he didn't even do because they were so jealous of who he was and what he had done. Paul is experiencing the same thing that Jesus experienced, and he's got to be finding comfort in the fact that Jesus says that if you are persecuted in my name, that's a good thing because you're actually living out your faith for me. And so Paul, he's coming to the end of what he knows his life is going to be about, which is telling people about Jesus. And so I want to ask, what are you doing in your life that somebody might mistake you for Jesus? Or in other words, if somebody didn't know who Jesus was and they knew you and they were talking to a friend and the person said, well, I don't know about that Jesus person, but I know Todd. And if Jesus is anything like Todd, then I want to meet Jesus. I want you to think about that statement. Could your name be placed interchangeably with Jesus's? Let's pray. God, I pray that you would move in our hearts in a way that we would have the strength to do things like Paul does, like Jesus did. And I pray that we would do them not so that we could be made known, but so that Jesus could be made known. God, I pray that we would not follow our own traditions and our own laws and our own rules, but we would follow your ways in all things. God, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.